Father, we do thank you for your, your gift to us. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that we're not left to our own devices, our own sin. Thank you, Lord God, for sending Jesus to die on that cross for us. Lord, we could say it a thousand times every week and it's never enough. It's never enough to thank You to the level of what You did for us. Thank You, Lord God, for for giving all. And who are we to not give all back to You? Lord, we praise You, we thank You, we give You the glory. Let's do Your name. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You may be seated. Well, it's time to receive the offering. If the uh, ushers would prepare that, hand out the offering envelopes, make out checks to RVCC. I want to read a verse, a few verses actually, out of Exodus chapter 35. Exodus 35, beginning with verse 4, said, Moses said to all the congregation of all the people of Israel, This is the thing that the Lord has commanded. Take from among you contribution to the Lord. Whoever is of a generous heart, let him bring the Lord's contribution, gold, silver, bronze, blue, and purple, and scarlet yarns, and fine twisted linen, and goat's hair. Okay, so we're going to receive an offering this morning. The gold, silver, and bronze thing is great. String is okay, if that's what all you have. Hold the goat's hair. I'm just telling you. Hold the goat's hair. It was what they had, wasn't it? It's what they had. It was what their heart was. It's, they were, what they were doing is they were building the tent of meeting. They had just left Egypt. They were headed across the desert. And, and the, the, the cloud during the, during the day was leading them. I mean, the presence of God. The actual manifest presence of God. They could see God. They could see the, and what they could see was just a cloud surrounding him. And there was also at night a pillar of fire. So that way, at night they had light and it was also warm. How many of you have ever been in the desert at night? It's cold. So it doesn't make sense, but it's cold. But so they're, they're traveling across the desert. They've got the presence of God following or leading them everywhere that they're going. And he uh, tells them to prepare a tent of meeting. So they're doing that. They're, they're gathering all the stuff and uh, they're, they're putting together what they had. And he says, whatever is on your heart, a contribution, whoever has a generous heart. Verse 10 says, let every skillful craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded. So some people were supposed to do the work. So, so, some people were supposed to bring the, an offering of their ability. Verse 10, Then all the congregation of the people of Israel departed from the presence of Moses, and they came, everyone whose heart stirred him, and everyone whose spirit moved him, and brought the Lord's contribution to be used for the tent of meeting, and for all of its service, and for the holy garments. So they came, both men and women, all who were of a willing heart, brought brooches and earrings and signet rings and armlets, all sorts of gold objects, every man dedicating an offering of gold to the Lord. And then finally, verse 29, all the men and women 
and the people of Israel whose heart moved them to bring anything for the work that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be done, brought it as a freewill offering to the Lord. So they're getting ready, they're building the tent of meeting, and uh, Moses said, we're going to receive an offering, because where does stuff come from? I mean, yes, he, he provided manna from heaven out of nothing. He, prov- he brought the quail in and, and, and fed them, you know, day after day for years. But when it came to being a part of doing what God was calling them to do, build this tent of meeting, it was up to them. It was up to each and every person, each and every individual, to be moved by God in their heart, to do what they said. And if he said to bring goat's hair, that's what they were supposed to bring. You know, it, it, it wasn't that, well, I, I really don't want to bring goat's hair. That's not as cool as gold. All right? Or that's not as, you know, and there's actually some other words in there. There's, there's like seal skins. You know, some, some people brought seal skins. Well, that's just awesome. If you have a seal skin, that actually would be cool. Uh, but we're doing a project too. We've started a, a, a phase one of a project to build some classrooms, to build three classrooms. And it's, it is just like this, a free will offering. It's actually above and beyond. It's be above and beyond everything else that we're doing because we're all, we're still doing the things that we're doing. We're still heading down that path of, of uh, training and preparing and, and, and teaching and, and worshiping and doing all the things that we're doing. And this project is above and beyond. Well, as of this last week, because uh, our goal, if you remember, our goal is $10,000 to be able to go to the architect and say, here, we have questions, we have an idea, tell us what we can do, get it ready for us, and, and go through the process of getting everything settled with the city, the state, the county, everybody, and actually giving us a drawing. That's $10,000. That's the first step, the first phase. Well, as, as of last Sunday, which if you look at it chronologically, we talked about it the, week, the Sunday before, and then we... Last week was the end of the first week. At the end of the first week, we already had $3,300 has come in. So one-third of that first phase is completed. So praise God. That's awesome. That's exciting. That's very, I mean, I, I actually, the first week I wasn't expecting anything to come in. And then, you know, half of that came in. So now at the end of the second, or the, as of the second Sunday, a third of it is in. Glory to God. We're going to be going and talking to the, uh, to the architect quicker than we expected. So that's a, a wonderful thing. So I encourage you this morning to give as your heart is led. That's the one thing. We want you to hear the voice of God. We want you to hear the voice of God. We want you to hear what He wants you to do, and then do it, whatever it is. If it's goat here, give that to Pastor Greg. But he's, he's yes, a new kilt made out of goat's hair. You know, I don't know. But, but... As your heart is led. You've got to lead you. And, and different people have come and said, hey, this is what's on my heart. You know, we just maybe saw the, the PowerPoint, and Ricky can throw it up real quick. The, the, we have pizzas in the freezer now. Somebody had it on their heart to donate 10 pizzas a week. And if, so, if you want to buy a pizza, you can go back to the bookstore. You can uh, pay their $10 uh, back there. They'll give you a slip of paper. They, you can take that over to the kitchen and they'll get you the pizza out of there. Uh, I've seen the cold pizzas. I wanted, really wanted one of the cooked pizzas uh, last night, but we did something different. Um, so I haven't tasted them yet, but they look fantastic. If you, you, th- you throw, the, throw the PowerPoint up there, Ricky, she's... No, she's not. Oh, never mind. As your heart is led. 
Or as someone once told me, you or your replacement, put it up there, please. <laughs> oh, yes, I love you people. It's wonderful. But, and then also the caramel is back in the, uh, someone had a, in their heart to, to give caramel, and then whatever proceeds, whatever is, is uh, uh, brought in, that all goes towards the building fund. So that's back in the bookstore. We're not going to announce it every week, but that's going to be an ongoing thing until, we, you know, until they tell you, hey, it's gone, we're not going to do that anymore. But I don't want to announce it every week, but I want you to know it's there. It's there, you can go back. They look fantastic. I heard who all had a piece of caramel last week. I know, was it good? Oh, that's the most excitement I have heard all morning long. Yes, that was good caramel. So, um, there's the pizzas. Hallelujah. And so, uh, yeah, everybody's starting to salivate. I can see it. Just, so, uh, those are available. There's 10 back there. They'll, they'll keep track of it and work all that out. But just so you know, and we'll put up, there'll be advertisements around, but I won't announce it every week. But I want you to know it at least for sure this week and then make plans as you go along. Amen? Amen. Let's pray and we'll receive the offering. Father, we do thank you. Lord, all joking aside, Lord, we do thank you for every gift, every giver, every, everything that you, that you have given us and that you, you move on people's hearts. That is so beautiful. Lord, that you move on people's hearts and they hear your voice and they follow you. Lord, that is amazing. That's what this is all about because it's the expression of the, your, their obedience uh, that of, to you, to your voice, to lead them, just like these verses we read. Father, we do give you all the glory. We thank you for every, every bit of everything that comes in, because we know, Lord, that it's an expression of love, it's an expression of gratitude, it's an expression of obedience. Father, thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. actually have a, uh, a special treat for you this uh, um, last week, uh, not this week, but the week before, received a call from Dennis Cry, and uh, as we talked, he just shared that the, that the Lord had given him a, a word for our church, and that's a, that's a neat thing. That's neat when, 
when uh, when God speaks to someone and, and says, hey, there's something special that that he wants us to hear. And he asked me to pray about it. He said if if it was if it didn't register with my heart, if it wasn't something that that seemed uh, right with me, then he said, no problem. No, no worry. Don't I don't have to do this. But he said, I just he had to be obedient to what God was leading him to do. And so I prayed about it. And uh, this week uh, I just I just knew he's supposed to share and and God does have a message through him and and uh, for us and Dennis and Leanne Cry, we've known you those guys for for many years. Uh, mainly, we, we whenever we get together, we pray together, uh, or we're a part of praying together with uh, different groups. And these guys have a have a traveling ministry. They travel all over the U.S. teaching on prayer, uh, leading prayer. Uh, they lead prayer in the churches that they belong to here in the Twin Cities, or the church they belong to here in the Twin Cities, and and elsewhere. Plus, playing, praying for other ministries and and so on and they have been a huge blessing in our life um, it's one of those things when when people get into the presence of God when you get into the presence of God and you pray like we've been praying on Wednesday nights with uh, Pastor Rod Wickland when, when we get into the presence of God you start to hear stuff you start to see things in the spirit that that are that are pertinent for the moment and I believe that's what God has done here is is that through prayer God is has uh, put something on on their heart that we all need to hear, and so uh, they have uh, they've been uh, pastors in church, you know, pastored a couple of churches. They've been assistants in different places. They've led prayer, and uh, they're seasoned ministers. They've they've uh, been a part of uh, what God's been doing in this area for many many years. So I just want to welcome Dennis and Leanne Cry, and let's give them a warm welcome here this morning. Hallelujah. We're so glad to be here, so honored to be here. And, uh, you know, Pastor John and Deb are great friends. And also we have this great connection with this, this congregation. Um, and so, uh, first of all, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Another time while expressing our, our love. And, of course, the Lord always is expressing his love to us in many different ways. Um, but uh, I'm believing this morning that God will illuminate things to us, uh, reveal things to us, uh, give us revelation. Things I'm sharing, it's not, it's, not, it's not so new, but, you know, sometimes God wants to shine light on something. He wants to, you know, maybe refresh something or, or maybe stir it up in a sense. And, um, and so... I've never called a pastor and said, you know, uh, I think we're supposed to come to your church to minister. <laughs> but we have a relationship with Pastor John, so I could, I, I could do that. I would not call somebody I didn't know and say that. And Leanne said, you know, I think you have a message and, uh, in that process. And so I, okay. And uh, so I called Pastor John and I said, that's what we're impressed by. And of course, you know, we have to work with heaven because heaven has the answers. <laughs> Amen. So, uh Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, it's a good time to be alive with God. It's a good time. You know, as I was praying some years ago, the Lord said, the Holy Ghost is saying this. These aren't just days of darkness. These are days of light. These aren't just days of darkness. These are days of light. And then the question comes, where's your focus? Hallelujah. Where's our focus? Well, it's on God. Hallelujah. <laughs> so if you want to turn to... Uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, and we'll pray. 
Father, we thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you what you already been doing. But I thank you, Father. We look to you at this time. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Father. Lord, what you want to say to us and reveal today. And we trust you for that. That we all have ears to hear, eyes to see. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. For helping us and ministering to us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3, 5. Now we'll get there. Hallelujah. You know, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And back to verse 5. Trust in the Lord of all your heart, and lean not your understanding. Now God's not saying not to use understanding. We must use our minds. We must be connected. It's good to be connected if you're driving. It's good to be connected. And so we have many things that we we deal with natural things. And so if we don't watch ourselves, we start depending on the natural things. God says, it would say, use your mind, but don't trust in that. And that's how this message came about as I'm thinking about being inward minded and not just outside minded. Um, Then I I ran across something here about Joshua that really, I think, speaks to us. Um, I tell you, I used to farm and we had we had powerful equipment and you better be paying attention when you're out there doing things. Or you could be doing accounting and different things. You've got to be paying attention with your mind. You've got to have your mind engaged. But God still says, don't trust in that. Uh, don't trust in that. And I think sometimes it's almost a fine line. Because sometimes uh, what the Lord would say would line up with the natural things. But you can't depend upon that. And it's a growing thing. It's a learning thing to trust God. It's not that we want to trust God, but we, sometimes things get in the way. And it's, it's not that we say, well, I'm not going to trust God, I'll tell you that. No, it's uh, situations, and, and sometimes we get, to, another translation says, don't depend on your understanding. Don't depend on that. Hallelujah. And so, I like what the Amplified says there. It also says to be confident in the Lord. Be confident in Him. Oh, that's right. Oh, I can trust God. I can trust Him. And... Uh, so let's turn to Exodus um, chapter 33. And um, we'll look at something here. 33.7 about Joshua. Exodus 33.7. Hallelujah. We got, praise God. We got other things going on today. That's good. (laughs) 
what's sad is that Leanne had her phone go off one time. That raised on and said the bottom of a person, you know, it's. Uh, but we're fine with all that. Hallelujah. Exodus 33 7. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which is outside the camp. And so it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he'd gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. One translation says face to face. And all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door and all the people rose and worshipped each man in his own tent. And so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend and he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Why wouldn't Joshua depart from the tabernacle? He was so hungry for God, he did not want to leave the presence of God. He did not want to leave the presence of God. He wouldn't leave the tent. He wouldn't leave it. Thinking back to 12 spies, and the Lord kept saying to him about going into the promised land, The 12 spies all heard the same words. But the difference was with Joshua and Caleb was the presence of God. They both sought God. They both hungered for God. They weren't seeking a promise. They were seeking him. And remember that when the spies came back, the 10 had an evil report. And Joshua and Caleb said, let's go get them. We're all able. He said, The giants to them were insignificant. Why is that? Because they could see things from God's perspective. God was so real to them that the giants were nothing. He said, here's how the giants are. They're bread for us. They're bread for us. And so God said this about Joshua and Caleb. Said they're the only ones who have fully followed me. To fully follow the Lord shows they had to keep seeking God. They had to keep hungry for God. Now, you think about, well, some think, well, I don't know if they understood about the giants. Joshua and Caleb knew what it was to be on the battlefield. Remember when Aaron and, and her held up Moses' arms for the battle? Joshua was down on the battlefield leading that battle. And so they understood the battle. They understood how to go up against people. But they understood their God was big enough to help them go through whatever. To go through whatever. But the presence of God. The presence of God. The presence of God. They so hungered for God. 
If, now I want us to turn to Joshua chapter 9. So if we understand Joshua's commitment to God. And of course now, we pick up here of course in Joshua. You know Moses has died and now Joshua has become leader of the Israelites. And finally God had to tell Moses, I mean tell Joshua. Moses, my servant's dead. You've got to move on now. Because Joshua had such respect and honor for Moses, as he did God, and God says, no, you have to get up and go now. You've got to lead, you have to lead this, these people. And so, God would give him strategy how to do things. And, and Joshua was a man who would obey God. And so he gave him the strategy there in Jericho, how to deal with that situation. Next situation came up was the city of, of Ai. And of course, they got sin in the camp, but Joshua didn't know that. And of course, they had, they had some problems there. So then Joshua had to deal with that. And then God gave him the strategy how to, you know, take over that city, destroy that. And now we come to um, chapter 9 with the Gemonites. And I better get there myself. We're talking about trust in the Lord of all your heart and lean not your understanding. Not looking for your reasons to support your thinking. Verse 1. And it came to pass when all the kings who were on this side of the Jordan, in the hills and in the lowland, and all the coasts of the great sea toward Lebanon, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Pezzarite, the Hivite, the Jebusite, boy, the ice have showed up, heard about it. That they gathered together to fight with Joshua and Israel of one accord. But when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they worked craftily. And they went and prepared, pretended, pretended to be ambassadors. And they took old sacks on their donkeys, old wineskins torn and mended, old and patched sandals on their feet, and old garments on themselves, and all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. And they went to Joshua to the camp at Gilgal, and they said to him and to the people of Israel, We've come from a far country. And now, therefore, uh, make a covenant with us. And then the men of Israel said to the Hivites, Perhaps you dwell among us, so how can we make a covenant with you? But they said to Joshua, Oh, we are your servants. And Joshua said to them, Who are you and where do you come from? And so they said to him, From a very far country, Your servants have come, Because the name of the Lord your God for we've heard of his fame and all that he did in Egypt. And all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites, who are beyond the Jordan, to Sihon king of Hezbon, and Og king of Bashan, who was after Asherah. And therefore our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spoke to us, saying, Take provisions with you for the journey, and go to meet them and say to them, We are your servants. Now therefore make a covenant with us. The bread of ours we took hot for our provision from our houses on the day we departed to come to you. But now look, it's dry and moldy. 
And these wineskins, which we filled, were new and see they are torn. And these are garments and our sandals have become old because of the very long journey. And then the men of Israel took some of their provisions. Or you could say it this way, they examined their provisions. But they did not ask counsel of the Lord. Stop there. Now, Joshua is the man who fully follows God. It's not that he quit following God here, but there's so much outside information. What do you mean? Uh, The saddlebags, whatever, are worn. The shoes are patched. Uh, Their clothes are old and so forth. And think about this. this, These people and Joshua, they're in a war mentality. Because people are out to kill them. So you know when this group showed up in camp, they're alert and watching and seeing about these people. So they're observing without saying anything what they look like, uh, the conditions of their clothes, and so forth. And so when they start their spiel, they had five things outside information. Outside information. Remember, trust in the Lord and lean not to your understanding. So here's Joshua and the leaders too. They want to follow God and are following God. And so they, I think they even had a sense, something's not right. They asked, oh, where do you come from? How do we know you're not from around here? Uh, where do you come from? Well, see, we have a great advantage because we have the great Holy Spirit. If we're born again, lives in us. But even so, we can override him, not meaning to. They're not meaning to disregard God. But all the natural understanding overrode that I need to check in with God. (laughs) And of course, the Gibeonites, they're pressing for a decision without seeming to press for a decision. Uh, We will make a, a covenant with you. And so they're coming into, and we're servants, we're servants. Well, this is totally different than everybody else is trying to, you know, stand up against them. As far as, you know, let the war begin. And of course, you've got this group, all these kings and so forth. We read the first few verses. They're preparing to come against them. And so in one sense, I think Joshua and them are somewhat caught off guard. It's like, what? And um, they start questioning things. And of course, the Gimonites... They even, they start rehearsing things. Um, like, in case you haven't noticed, uh, our clothes are old. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, our, our shoes. So they rehearse, once again, they bring all this attention to the outside things. All the attention. All the attention. And if I get down, the last thing was, they examined the food. Okay, we'll do this. Well, it's a no-brainer. Come on, can't you see it? I mean, I've already explained to you. Can't you see it? It's so obvious. So all the outside things, that was real. The question comes, 
is what they're saying. Is that true or not? Is that true? You know what shows us? You can't depend upon your mind to figure things out sometimes. You cannot figure out some things of your mind. These aren't dummies. These people are sharp. They're sharp. Joshua's sharp. The leaders are sharp. That's why God says, trust in me with all your heart. Lean not, you know, support on your mind. Don't look for your reasoning to support your thought process. Don't look to that. Well, they're not meaning to look to that. And what seemed to be, I, I, I know what to do here. Uh, we, know what to, we know what to do. Because everything they say, well, that's true. They're, they're closer. They're closer, worn out. Uh, the the wineskins have been patched and repaired. and it, it just all fits. It just all fits. It all fits. Seems to fit. Well, you and I can be in similar situations. Not meaning to. But allowing natural things that we must deal with and be engaged with. But where we get in trouble is making our decision just based on that. See, we have to be we have to be engaged naturally. We must be engaged with things of our mind. We must be engaged. But with God's help that we stay open to Him. You know. I need, we need to pray about this first. God, what are you saying about this? God, what do you have to say about this? It seems so obvious, but God, you know the whole picture. I find the things of the Spirit and reasons don't go together. The things of the Spirit and reasons of our mind don't go together. I must check in with God, and uh, God can relate, with, uh, relate to us. It's okay or not. And one thing that he does, or helps us, the Holy Spirit does. Do we have peace in here? Do I have peace? Something's, are we gonna, or something's, something's not right here. Something's not right here. That's a, that's a, that's a warning. That's a red flag going up. Everything seems right in the natural. Everything seems fit. Something's not, what's not right? I don't know what's not right. Something's not right. Well, they didn't have that. But they still could check with God and God would reveal and show them. Joshua, a man who follows God fully. But it does not mean that he did things perfectly. You know, what does God require of us? God's re- never required of us that you and I do everything just right. He's never required of us we must do things perfectly. He's never required that. And he does expect us to grow with him. He does expect us to mature in him. He's never once said, you must get it all right. We might put, our, put ourselves into that, but God doesn't. No, Jesus got it right. Uh, he, he did it right. And we have a great helper, the Holy Spirit, who helps us. But the goal is not getting it right. The goal is making progress. The goal is, Jesus, I mean, it says in the New Testament, walk in the light. 
other words, that you have, I have. I'm not required to walk in the light of somebody that's so much farther along than I am. Isn't that good news? So God meets you and I where we're at. But he just says, hey, if I have light, move in that. And God brings some more light, move in that. Move in that. Progress. And so we can see from Joshua and Caleb, it's important that you and I have fresh hunger for God. It's important that we seek him. We seek him. In the midst, I know we say today, people are busy. Busy, busy. If we don't watch ourselves, we allow the natural to overtake us, so to speak. John Wesley, I think about his mother. I think what it was like 14 kids or so in that family. Now, we've heard of John and Charles Wesley, but also his sisters were strong women of God, too. So I'm getting that sometimes his mother would be at the kitchen sink. We'd say the sink, whatever she was at, but for apron. She'd take her apron and throw over her head. That means don't bother me. I'm talking to God right now. Yeah, see, in the midst of her busy with all those kids, nope, I got to talk to God right now. I got to communicate with God. I need his help right now. I got to talk to him. Isn't that interesting? As busy as she was, well, obviously that got on her kids. That got on her kids. I'm not just doing all those natural things. I'm doing that, but I'm looking to heaven. I'm looking to heaven. Thank you, Lord. That's an interesting prayer closet. Is it? That's not, even, that's not even right. No, I'm kidding. What kind of prayer closet is that? No, it's what works. Hallelujah. I found you cannot make yourself hungry for God. But we can ask Him. Lord, help me have fresh hunger for you. Help me, Lord. Thank you, Father. And he does. His presence makes all the difference, doesn't it? It's good to have his presence on Sunday morning. But it's good to have his presence during the week. He's with us. I think, I think it, it, it's a learning thing that we don't, just don't always look, don't think on things naturally. That we, that we, that we learn just to be inside-minded, to be inward-minded. Because, you know, the Bible doesn't say, greater is he that's in your head, does it? We know that, but greater is he that's in our heart. It's not that we don't know some things, but it's that, conscious thing with God's help you know I need to take take a little time here and set aside and spend some time with God now I notice I, I notice this that I observe people who I would say mature in God it's not about being super spiritual it's not about that I found that people like that were so spiritual they just acted they acted so real Yet they were so spiritual, but they, there wasn't anything about them you would say that was what we'd say was spiritual in a sense. It wasn't how they acted. It was just that they knew that as they must deal with natural things, but I also need to be in tune with heaven. And that's the learning thing is to do is is the walk in the natural and also the walk in the supernatural.
And um, to me, it's a growing thing. Hallelujah. And so what do you mean by growing thing? I'm resting in the grace of God. Not on my performance. I'm resting in... And one thing about grace is His divine influence, His divine enablement. And so God's helped me in... Well, you didn't do that right. He doesn't think that way. We might, but He doesn't. No. So I can rest in that. That, that. That's a helpful thing. I can trust with Him. Is training myself uh, to look to Him. Because if we're not careful, we start circulating sometimes in our mind trying to find the answer. It's kind of like taking the file cabinet, pull it open, and start going through the files. Let's see, what about this and what about this one in our mind? And go, through, go from the front to the back, the back to the front, and then maybe pull out another drawer. Trying to figure out what I need to, do, need to do. And God would say, no, that's not going to work. You're going to have to pray. What? I'm here to help you. There's, a, there's times, yes, to reason and think things through. That is true. But God still says, uh, don't lean on that. I don't trust that. See, very subtly, we can, without realizing it, depend on that. Well, not even meaning to depend on that. We get used to dealing with things in the natural. Drive by, I oh, see the grass needs to be mowed. Uh, I, I need to do this. And so forth. I, I need to get this done. But, the days we live in. I have an ear. You know, God doesn't usually speak directly. Usually we can get impressions. or Like, like you're, going to, you're going to pray for somebody. He doesn't say normally, pray for so-and-so. Maybe their face comes before you. Or you start thinking about them. That's a cue. Pray. And so God can, however God, we have to learn how God works with us. Uh, how he leads us in this process. But one thing I saw, I saw out of this is that this thing with Joshua is that natural things can so line up and fit the situation. I've, we've also learned in prayer, you can get certain things in prayer, but you can't try to put understanding with that because it can fit a situation it seems to be, and it's not that situation. It's not that. But, but all the names, everything seems to fit what I, who I seem to know, what I need to, uh, who this situation, and so forth. And yet find out, you know what? It didn't fit that situation. And so I just, God shows us enough to keep moving. He doesn't most of the time show you 10 years down the road. He might show it one thing, but it's daily, weekly, monthly. Here's the thing we can say about 2016. We've never been here before, have we? So that means I'm looking to him. We need to look to him to lead us in this hour, in this time. Hallelujah. And of course then, because they didn't, you know, check with the Lord. And so in verse 
verse 15 here, it says, So Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them to let them live, and the rulers of the congregation swore to them. And it happened in the three days after they had made a covenant with them that they heard that they were their neighbors who dwelt near them. And then the children of Israel journeyed and came to the cities on the third day. And now their cities were Gibeon and, and those other three cities there. But the children did not, Israel did not attack them because the rulers of the congregation had sworn to them by the Lord God of Israel. And all the congregation complained against the rulers. And then all the rulers said to the congregation, We have sworn to them by the Lord God of Israel. Now therefore we shall not touch them. And of course, verse 22, And Joshua called for them, and he spoke to them, saying, Why have you deceived us, saying, We are far from you when you dwell near us? Let's stop there. Here's the thing about deception. Our minds will never get it. Our minds can never get it. And so God's a great protector. God's a great... Uh, it, warnings from God are good. Warnings from God are good. They're good. They're good. Remember? Peace. Something's not right here. Or somebody says something. Warning. You know, if you, if you saw a, a uh, driving on the road and the sign says bridge out, oh, it's just a warning. Oh, it's just a warning. Uh, I think it's more than just a warning. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a good thing. In other words, don't go. If we're not careful, we can override the warnings of God. The goodness of God, the goodness of God, this is all learn what that means. It means you can totally trust God for your whole life. God has, has his best, your best interest. And so if God says don't go the way or don't do this, whatever, in his goodness, he has something better. It may not seem better. In his goodness. In his goodness. Trust in the Lord. With all your heart. Hallelujah. I look at another translation. It says, never rely on what you think you know. Do not depend on your own understanding. And don't look to your reason for support. Hallelujah. And verse 7 says, don't ever think you're wise enough. Put no high value on your wisdom. Hallelujah. Always let him lead you. Here's what I sense for us to do right now. Just take a few minutes. And before God, you know, sometimes we need to make adjustments. And take this, take, we'll take a few minutes here and let the Lord help us. Or is there anything adjustment I need to make concerning how I've been doing things? As far as being outside-minded uh, versus checking with you. Not under condemnation, but just, you know, Lord, that I want to be a person who's checking in with you. 
that I thank you, Father, by, by your great help of the Holy Spirit, that you can alert me when I'm starting to just depend upon my thinking. And I'm just starting to go that way without maybe even realizing. See, we get so used to certain routines, certain routines. We don't realize, you know what? Without realizing, it, I'm just walking in the natural totally. And uh, so we're all different places. I understand that. But I, I just had that sense. Let's just take a few minutes here before the Lord. So I just thank you, Father, that you're, what you want to reveal to us, you want to show us right now. Thank you for your great love, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, how you lead us and guide us and help us in everything. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. You so help us, Lord. That we can walk in such a way, Lord, that we're tuned in with heaven. And still doing daily things that we need to do. Thank you for your great mercy, Lord. Thank you for your great help. Thank you, thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your grace and your love. Help us, Lord. Changes, changes. You help us, Lord. Anything we need to make adjustments, Lord, you're doing that. We thank you for you're doing it, Lord. We yield to you. We thank you for your help. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Pastor John. Amen. Those who are going to be baptized would get ready and prepare. It's good to check in with heaven. It's good to, to listen. It's good to be obedient. It's... it's uh, it's a way of life, actually. And that's what's so exciting about what, what Dennis just shared, is that it's something we need to do all the time. We should always, we all should always be, what does God want us to do in this situation? And not just assume that it's one thing or another. It's not, it's not to just assume that it's the logical thing to do. Although we all want to be logical, don't we? We don't want to look foolish to, to somebody else. We don't want to, we don't want to, to uh, you know, one of my 
biggest fears my whole life. Oh, you want to hear my deepest, darkest fears? My, whole, my biggest fear is that I'm going to miss something that I didn't know. That I'm going to miss something. That, that I could have been doing something or had something or experienced something or whatever that I didn't know. And that can be, you know, that can just be wrong. I mean, it's always, well, what else is there? But in the presence of God, when we're listening to the Spirit of God, He will tell us when we're supposed to do something, when we're supposed to be something, when we're supposed to be somewhere. He will lead Him. And it doesn't always make sense. You know, I shared the testimony a while back, and I, I'm, I'm just filling a little time here until they, these folks come in. They're going to be ready here in just a moment. I told the story about being led to being a, a minister, being a pastor. That is not what I wanted. My understanding was that isn't what I want. And I would have missed that had I not listened and asked. I had to humble myself and say, okay, God, I'm listening. I'm following. So it's good to ask. It's good to ask what... And, and the situations can, can... Come on in, guys. Bring everybody in. Let's go. Get them. Put, line them up. Absolutely. There's all kinds of chairs right up here. The, the kids are coming in. One of the, one of the children are, is going to be baptized so that the kids wanted to be a part of it. Come on in. It's all good. Yeah, thank you, John. But even with, even with this whole idea of of uh, building classrooms. How many of you have watched the stock market lately? How many of you have watched the, uh, the international finance uh, TV or newspapers or whatever? You know, if you were to look at that, you would think, this may not be the right time to be adding on or, you know, raising, raising funds. And, and trust me, that hasn't been lost on me. You know, when, when I'm listening to the Holy Spirit and He says, this is what we need to do, you know, my first thought is, yeah, could, it, could you have picked any worse of time, Lord, to, to inspire people to, to raise money? And that's, a lot of times that's what He'll do. Is He'll, he'll, ask, he'll, he'll ask of you something that seems beyond reasonable. But even in that, even in this opportunity, even though I'm standing up here saying, hey guys, this is the right time, this is what we're doing, this is where we're going, you still have to ask yourself. You still have to, you yourself go to God and ask Him, what is your part to play? Because your part may be different than somebody else. You know, I've had some people share some things. This is what God's leading us to do. Man, that's amazing. But not everybody's led to do that. Remember Ananias and Sapphira? Story of Ananias and Sapphira. Everybody, there was a bunch of people selling their land and giving it for, for the the people, giving it for the, the 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 for the church. And everybody was all excited. And Ananias and Sapphira said, "Oh, we want to do that too." Because look, everybody's everybody's excited about them, give, you know, selling their land and giving it away. That's exciting, is it? It's very neat. That's amazing that somebody would be moved in that way and that they would actually do it. That's amazing. 
And so Ananias and Sapphira did it, except they lied. They said, well, we'll you know, we get here, here's how much we got for the... They lied. They got punished for it. They could have said, we sold our land and gave half of it away. And it still would have been amazing. But they needed to follow what God led them to do. That's why we need to hear God's voice. We need to ask. And we need to, 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 to be obedient to what we hear, not what we think everybody wants us to hear. Lean not on your own understanding. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Greg. It's exciting. This is what? Is this third week in a row now? We've had baptisms. Glory to God. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This, uh, this actually fits right into this this morning. Uh, because if you know Miss Ricky... She's done this before. And yeah, we've, you know, questioned her salvation more than once. (laughs) One more. There you go. But here's the thing. And and I asked her. I, I talked to her this week and I said, so what's up? Why? I said, you know. She said... God told me this is what I need to do. She's got stuff going on. And she said God told her that if I submit and do this again, then He's going to get her through what she's been having to deal with. Who are you mind to argue? Why are you so nervous, Ricky? Because <laughs> John dropped... That was was John. You don't have to worry about that. I didn't drop everything this morning, so we're okay. And it's an honor to do this with her. Because when I first started here, this was like my first friend, new friend that I met here. She was helping me out when I was doing the youth group and couldn't have done it without her. And she's just amazing, so... I'm going to hold you under for a really long time, so this one sticks, okay? We want this one to take. Father, I thank you for Ricky's obedience. I thank you that she has made a habit of checking in with you, of relying on you, of trusting you, Father. Do you trust him, Ricky? He put me here, so do you trust me? Father, I just ask you to bless this obedience and to do what uh, what you've told me that you're going to do, Lord, because we know that you never go back on your word. So, Ricky, once again, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, Jesus.
Now that we're done, you're more than a conqueror. She made all on her own. Nobody convinced her to do it or, you know, um, pushed her into it. She she made that decision all by herself, just like she made the decision to ask Jesus into her life. And we just talked about it this morning that that's, uh, that's what gets you to heaven. With baptism is just being obedient to what God says to do. And it's an outward sign for what's happened on the inside, right? So, Kylie, you have asked Jesus to come into your life, be your Lord and Savior. And you want to serve him all your life? I love kids getting on fire for God. They've got their whole life to serve him and to not screw up and have to, you know, take five years out of their lives where they messed up God. They serve him all the days of their lives. And we believe that for Kylie. From this point on, you will serve him even in a greater measure and even more wholeheartedly than you have up to this point. When you come up out of water, it'll be like a, um, a new desire in your heart even to want to obey him and to want to walk with him um, with such passion more than you've ever experienced before. You can believe that. Okay? Okay. If you need to plug in nose, you can. Okay. I'm going to take this hand off. Baptize you. Oops. Let me see if you're I don't want to do a John. <laughs> Baptize you in the name of the Amen. That's exciting. So if uh, people keep saying, well, you know, is it okay if we get baptized next week? If it's somebody, absolutely. We'll keep the thing open. We'll just even take the lids off. We'll just dig them in the other room. And every week we could do a baptism. So it's up to, if, if you have, if you lead somebody to the Lord during the week, encourage them to get baptized right away. That's a good thing to do, is to do it as quickly as possible. Remember the story about the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip that said, he said, what, what's gonna, what keeps me from being baptized? There's water. He said, let's do it. So doing it as, as quickly and as soon as possible, that is amazing. So let's celebrate. Praise God for, the, for those who have... For who have been obedient. Praise God. Let's all stand and we will dismiss. Father, we do thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for Dennis and Leanne being here for your word for us to continue to check in and to be obedient to you even if it doesn't always make sense in the in the natural. But Lord, we thank you for that. Bless their ministry, Father. Bless each day as they continue to follow you and to, to, to do what you've called them to do. Thank you for these who have been baptized, for following you and being obedient in this way to you. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you that throughout this week, Lord, we'll live for you. We'll We'll, we'll speak for you, we'll, we'll act, we'll, we'll act in a way that is in line with the kingdom. We thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen.